0: Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, my friend. Thank you for joining me for episode 34. This episode is with Vicki Morris. Now, she plays a very important part in my entrepreneurial journey. And in fact, I talk about that later in this episode. So this episode is about networking. See, we spend a lot of time and effort. In social media. And we should. I think we all agree that social media is important because lots of people are on social media. So we have an opportunity to put our business in front of lots of people. But there's also this drawback, this thing that keeps some of us from pouring our whole heart into it. Maybe it's because we're always overworked and out of time so we never really get to plan out the content that we want so we feel like we're always just slinging stuff out there so we have no plan or maybe you talk really ugly to yourself about your writing and so you're very unconfident about the things that you put out there on social media or maybe you don't like the fact that you're building a business on platforms that you don't actually own so you're leery about that all of those things are valid reasons for our for social media to be troubling for us. Like I said a few minutes ago, of course we're all on social media, but I also want business owners to grow their business not solely reliant on social media. This episode is about networking. It goes old school. Word of mouth marketing is the very best form of marketing. Think about it. It doesn't take 33 emails for you to buy something that your best friend tells you to buy. Your best friend tells you about this cute shirt at Target and you go get it versus 33 emails that it took for so-and-so and and -and so-and-so to convince you to buy that $15 gadget just doesn't take it. it doesn't take that long so word of mouth marketing is hands down the very best form of marketing so networking is a way for us to meet with people and get the word out about our business vicky has spent a lot of time and energy in networking She knows that it's important. In fact, she has started several groups and serves several groups that are free, some are paid for, that are networking groups. She knows just how important they are for business owners. So if you've shied away from networking some, or maybe you are leery of social media, but you know you still need to be growing your business, this episode is perfect for you. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did talking with Vicky, and I really hope that you learned something about networking and public relations that's going to help your business in the future. Okay, here is my conversation with Vicki Morris. Vicki, I am so excited to have you on this episode. This, you are somebody who I've wanted to talk to for a long time. And so I reached out recently and you so graciously agreed to meet with me. So I'm excited to have you here. I can't wait to share your knowledgeable, kind personality with my listeners. And so without further further ado, will you please introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Okay. Yes. Well, thank you, Rachel, for having me on the show today. I am equally excited uh, to be here. I am Vicki Morris and I am the founder and CEO of face-to-face marketing, which is a full service marketing and communications firm. Um, And communications kind of encapsulates PR and just how you communicate your message to your target audience. Um, Just a a tiny bit about myself. I was a stay-at-home mom for 15 years and uh, I have a marketing degree and my last job experience before I got married, I was an engineer remember, I still have a marketing degree. <laughs> so, you know, networking is all wrapped up in that story. And that's another story for another time. But um, I've decided I wanted to do something. I wanted to get back into the workforce after my kids got to middle school or so. And so I just decided to see what the, you know, test the waters and see what was available. And it turned out People would pay me to do marketing and pay me to help them uh, craft their message. So, you know, I kind of turned that into a business and uh, we just celebrated five years.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Vicki was somebody who I spoke to. She, in fact, is my very first luncheon that I ever had as a businesswoman. My brother in law encouraged me to he said, that's the first thing you need to do is you need to go talk to other entrepreneurs. And I thought he was a little crazy because I thought he would say, hey, you need to set up a website. You need to get social media rolling. And instead he said, you need to talk to other entrepreneurs. And he gave me your name, Vicki. And so she, just like with this podcast episode, she graciously agreed to meet and eat lunch with me. And that luncheon, we can call it networking. We can call it connecting. We can call it two moms. Eating lunch, whatever you want to call it, was very inspiring for me. It was very empowering. And it, you kind of ushered me into this entrepreneurial world. I was coming from a stay at home mom perspective, and I had been a former teacher. I was a teacher for 13 years. And so I always wondered what entrepreneurs did for lunch. And so, (laughs) guess what? It was just great conversation. So I appreciate that. And you did a great job introducing what this episode is about or what Vicki and I want to focus on too is that public relations standpoint, mm-hmm. because Vicki, I work with a lot of small businesses. Most, most of them are micro businesses, meaning right. they, they're, they're carrying 98% of the work on their back. Mm-hmm. And we all work really hard Vicki on social media and yes. Vicky and I both agree. It's very important, but like she said in the introduction, she used that word communications and she used that phrase public relations. There is more to marketing than just social media. So Vicki, could you give us a definition for small business owners? What is PR when we hear that phrase, what's public relations?
1: Okay. So I looked it up just to make sure that the definition. So if you go and look this up after this podcast, it's going to line up with what we're talking about, but it's basically a strategic communication process that builds mutually beneficial relationships between organizations and their target audiences. So the key factor is building relationships through the way you communicate. And marketing and public relations and communications and branding, they're all intertwined and some people confuse them for the same thing, but they really aren't, but they live together. Okay. So understanding how, they each help each other and how each one is a component, component of the other one can be very helpful for the small business owner. And even though the audience is micro business owners who are starting out and things are lean and mean, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. So everyone who's a business owner you've been a small startup, you've been lean and mean, and, you know, trying to squeeze every drop out of every hour of the day and trying to be very uh, strategic with the funds that you have. So so your standpoint as a small startup, as a micro entrepreneur is not something that people who've been in business for 10, 15, 20 years cannot relate to because Mm -hmm. they started there too. So this audience has a special place in the hearts of those of us who are serious about entrepreneurship because we've all been there and if you're serious about it you want to help someone you want to reach back and help pull them along if you have something that you can offer you know why not people are really wanting to do this so um, even though there's a segmentation of the audience of micro businesses and uh, established startup businesses We're all part of the same pool. So I I feel a kindred spirit with the audience, even if um, my business is a little bit more ahead of a startup, but it's, it's, we're all in the same boat.
0: That, that is true. You're right. And especially 2020 has really helped all of us lean in a little closer to anybody that's working in a small business. It doesn't matter the size of your small business, because like you said, our We've kind of had our feet knocked out from underneath us, and we are all back to the drawing board. So, I love that idea of that kinship. And mm-hmm. that is so, let's talk about that for a second because you talked about that public relations is a strategic way of communicating, and that you said a, a component of it, and I could be wrong. Let me let me know if I didn't understand this correctly. A component of it is networking. Yes, is that is that what you would say? So, talk to us, what are some practical ways that a small business owner can think about public relations. So if they know they're doing their Facebook and their Instagram social media, but maybe it's not growing the way they want it to, or Mm -hmm. maybe they realize there's a hole in me knowing other business owners Mm -hmm. that are like-minded and maybe not in the same niche. Like we're not really competing against each other. Or maybe they're wanting to be in front of customers. What mm-hmm. would you give them? What would you tell the audience are some practical tips that small business owners can put in place?
1: Growing your network. Just like you know, when you and I met for lunch, seeking out people that you can build relationships with. One of the Best pieces of advice that someone told me when I first started out is, people do business with people they know and trust. Now, how do people get to know you? You've got to be visible. You've got to get out in front of people. Now, prior to March uh, 14th, (laughs) uh, we could get out and network. I would go to every BNI event that I was invited to. Now, there's a strategic way to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and for all of my BNI people out there um, I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna ask for your forgiveness but being a a substitute is a great thing you get to know people you sub in a BNI group you get to know the people that are there you get to hear people get to hear you present they get to hear about you even though you're representing someone else as a sub Uh, going to uh, chamber networking events The Huntsville Chamber has something they call breakfast and biz, you know, prior to COVID. um, It's like speed dating for entrepreneurs. You get to meet and sit in front of 60, 70 different people, um, having that elevator pitch ready to go, being visible so that people can connect with you. And you have to remember, you know, I'm a marketer. There are 20 different marketing companies in the area. So you can get marketing from anybody, but people are going to want to do marketing with me because they want to do business with Vicky,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Not because they want to do business with Susie. They want to go to Susie's company. They go to Susie's company because of that relationship they have with her. So people are buying into you. You have to create that brand voice, that public persona. And that happens through networking. Um, and I'm an introvert, and I think some of the best networkers are introverts. Ooh. I have to have a plan. I have to go in with a specific purpose. I know what I'm going to talk about. I know who I want to talk to, and I know, I'll, and I know what I want them to understand about what my offer is. I've done my homework. I know that uh, company ABC is going to be there, and I know that they are struggling with getting their website and their social media to work together. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about when I'm talking with them. Um, Figuring out what your client is needing and communicating to them what you can offer that helps them thrive or survive. If people are worrying about things, those are the two things that they're going to worry about. How am I going to keep my business alive? How am I going to keep... Um, from running out of money, how am I going to be able to pay all of my employees? How am I going to be able to keep clients in the pipeline? How am I going to be able to grow my business? If you can answer those questions and solve those pain points for people, you are golden. You are the one that they're going to go to. So establishing yourself as that subject matter expert, and then that's where it comes in with all different aspects of marketing. Social media is great, but go in with a plan. A website is great but go in with a plan. Make sure that your social media, your website, uh, your blogs, your content is all pointed in a direction that addresses pain points of your top tier clients. So those are different things that you can think of um, to help curate your message and fine tune your scope of what you're doing. Everything has a purpose. I tell my clients, Everything that I do, every aspect of design, every word that I choose is done strategically. Every color I use, every hue, every luminous level of a color that I use has a specific purpose, and that's to fine tune the message and curate it so that it is communicated in a way that the audience can actually digest it and receive it and find benefit from
0: it. Mm there were there were several things that you said right there that I really leaned into. The word you used the word strategic several times. You also talked about doing your research, and I think that's something that's very powerful. It doesn't really matter what niche you're in. but number one, finding some groups within that niche that you can be a part of or And then, like you said, doing your research, who is showing up there? Who is it that I really want to talk to? And the third thing that you said that really stuck out to me was having a plan. I believe wholeheartedly, and people may laugh, but I believe wholeheartedly in practicing your elevator pitch in front of a mirror. Um... And if you know that you want to have a certain conversation and you want, a certain, you want to be able to explain an aspect of your business or how you, like you said, could solve a pain point for another business, practice that yes. part of the conversation so that you come off very prepared Mm-hmm. and ready to talk about it now of course you know if the conversation goes really well they're going to keep talking to you and you're going to get to a part of it that you haven't quote-unquote practiced but that's the good thing you can right. get over the nerves right? Right, right so I loved how you talk about have a plan and do your research and yeah. that's that's in two ways that's which group which groups do I want to be a part of and mm-hmm. then once I'm a part of these groups who is who's in these groups that I really need to talk to that's going that can be I can help their business and they can help my business. Right. Would you say that that's a fairly good summary of yes. thinking about networking?
1: Yes, yes, it is. And it's, you know, just being strategic. Uh, like I said, you know, that's the name of the game. You have to go in with that plan. Um, how can you benefit from them and, and studying those companies? And you mentioned uh, practicing. I go so far to the point of practicing that I will record myself and watch what I'm saying, what my facial expression looks like. Am I uh, repelling people or am I inviting people in? Uh, Knowing all of those nuances is very important because it's all about communicating. And the simple point is you've got to communicate in a way that your target audience is going to be receptive because if you're communicating great stuff or saying great stuff, but it's not getting through to them, you know, you're kind of wasting your time.
0: That that's, that's true. Okay. One thing that you not just kind of wasting your time, you are, I should have just said you are wasting your time. (laughs) So one question that you, that you hear a lot in your client meetings is what about colors and you, this is not really what our whole conversation is about, but Vicki did bring up communicating clearly and she did talk about colors a few minutes ago. So I want you to just talk about that for a second The branding aspect. Yeah. And the communication real quick. That's a huge
1: thing for me. I go into, uh, with my clients, we talk about color psychology. So it's, and that comes into play when you really understand your audience. You know how they act, how they think, how they shop, how they digest information, what age they are, what uh, area they're from. Color affects a lot of that. And it can be just as simple as thinking about watching the news. Any news station, no matter where it is and what, no matter what part of the country, they've probably got blue in there somewhere. <laughs> blue is a very pleasing and calm color. You know, do a study on color and see what emotions each color evokes. And you have to decide what emotion you want your clients to feel when they interact with you, when they come in contact with your content, use those colors to attract that emotion. And then certain colors resonate with certain demographics. If your demographic, you know, it's like for me being in Huntsville, there are a lot of government contractors that are owned by men that need marketing. Well, I'm not going to be leading with pink and purple <laughs> because, <laughs> because that's not going to attract the audience that is uh, prevalent for me. Mm-hmm. So, understanding the color psychology and the psychographics of your target audience can be really, really good. I do a color uh, theory for every client, that's a part of the marketing strategy that we do. Uh, building that plan before we start anything. You know, somebody comes to me and says, "We want a logo. We want color schemes," and um, they tell me, "Well, my favorite color is such and such." It's like, I'm really not interested in your favorite color.
0: <laughs> yes, you mentioned that in our in our pre-recording when she and I were just chatting. I love what you said. You said, "Rachel, we're not worried about what other what your favorite color is. We're worried about what your audience." Favorite color is like who are right. they to care? And of course, I thought because I, for years, did my own um, logo, and of course, I n- I now have uh, my friend Jackie Gill did mine, and she, of course, because she's like you, professional, helped lead me through it versus mm-hmm. me choosing my favorite color. And I love what you said; it's not about us, the business owner. It right really is about our ideal customer, and so I needed that. Reminder, still to this day, I need to still continue that that reminder. Hey, it's me. I wanted to pause this episode for just a second for a commercial. This episode is brought to you by my online course, Creating an Ideal Customer Story. Maybe you were like me several years ago. You You kept hearing all of these business coaches saying, get really clear on who it is that you serve. Know your target audience. And you keep wondering, but how? How do I get clear? How do I find out about my target audience? I got really frustrated and overwhelmed. And so slowly over time, I figured out a system, figured out a process, and I did it. And I will be honest, it did change my business. It changed how I looked at my business. It gave me a purpose. It gave me some inspiration, especially in the really tough days. And so then I created a course to teach other business owners, how to do it. It's called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. And you will hear the word story in the title because that's a very important element. When you finish the course, it's just two hours. So really you can finish it over a weekend or less, even a night. You will end up with a story, a narrative about your ideal client. And that's important because when you do get stuck, you cannot figure out what you want to say in that email exactly, or social media is really putting a drain on you, you pull that story back out and you read it and you're reminded of why this person buys from you, why it's important that you continue on with this business, or what, why it brought you joy in the beginning. So anyway, if this sounds anything like you, this course is perfect for you. Head to my site, inspiretoengage.com Forward slash online courses, and there you'll find it. It's right now 20 bucks. It's the year 2020. So whether you're listening at way after 2020, it's $20 right now. And it's like I said, less than two hours. So once again, head to my site, inspire to forward slash online courses. Now back to this episode. I want to ask you something too. Mm-hmm. This isn't something we haven't, we, necessarily prepared to talk about, we spent some time talking about public relations and that strategic plan for communications. And I want to come back to that in a second. And then we also mentioned that an aspect of public uh, relations is networking. Right now in 2020, where when groups are not meeting in person, do you have a suggestion for people who either Want to maybe start their own group where, Hey, I just want to talk to people or our chambers, local chambers and local B and local, you know, together Tuesdays, all of those things. Are they still meeting virtually? And there's still yeah. an easy way to get involved.
1: Yes, absolutely. Most um, events and organizations have switched to a virtual pl- platform, and many are still meeting. The chamber is still doing breakfast and biz. Um, there are BNI groups that are virtual, so Zoom is a wonderful thing. So, uh, lots of groups are meeting uh, virtually. Uh, there's a networking group, uh, Rise, which used to be called Hot Coffee, that that I, I manage and run. It's an in-person networking thing, and We've pivoted. We are completely virtual now. Um, we've done events where they're pre-recorded. We've done events where they're live. Um, so there is some interaction there, and it offers a new level of uh, a new wrinkle in how you communicate. The technology has always been here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We've always had Zoom. We've had it available for years, but we haven't really taken advantage of it. So mm-hmm. that's what i It offers... COVID has offered us an opportunity to explore these technologies even more. So um, I do two biweekly webinars uh, that are free to attend, and it's all centered around networking. And one of them is with SCORE Alabama, and SCORE is a national organization centered on pairing up entrepreneurs, startups, uh, small business owners with mentors seasoned people who are uh, senior level executives who may have retired or well experienced business owners who just wanna give back and help out the entrepreneurial ecosystem. These are people ready to mentor you for free. Uh, so we have a, a webinar called the Circle of Mentors that anybody's welcome to hop onto. Um, Rise is free and there's an opportunity to have insight about things going on in small business world. Um, These groups are having content that centers around small business funding, uh, hiring people, protecting your intellectual property. Uh, all great topics. And these are seasoned professionals that are offering this information that otherwise you wouldn't have access to. Um, So, just do a little digging and having a Facebook group. You can mm-hmm. start your own Facebook group and do Facebook lives and ask people questions and you can um, collaborate and connect with one another. And maybe you'll find someone that is looking to uh, sharpen their tools um, by offering some pro bono services for you. And maybe there's an opportunity for you to do some things with them, some bartering going on in a you know pro bono kind of way that, it's, it's helping everybody connect and, you know, social media and Zoom and, and all of those platforms are available. And if you do a Zoom call, you can broadcast it on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live. Okay. So those are things that you can connect connect with lots of people and then even incorporating Eventbrite into it. So Eventbrite mm-hmm. is making itself more amenable for these online platforms because they're adapting to the changing environment.
0: Okay. I'm, I'm taking notes over here, Vicki. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I love when I get done with my podcast interviews because I have just these sheets of notes from very intelligent people. This is such a blessing to me. Thank you for mentioning Score Alabama. I will be the first to admit that I have never heard of that. And what a great opportunity. So I'm so glad that you mentioned that out loud for audience members. And RISE definitely, like Vicki said, is another mentoring, I'm sorry, networking group here in town that I like how you were talking about the fact you can learn while you're sitting in a zoom meeting with other people who can help grow your business as well. So it it's killing two birds with one stone, you know, like you're learning about a certain topic and you're still seeing the same room. Another reason why I love zoom meetings, especially for those of us that the word networking really scares us, that idea of walking into a room and maybe you don't know anybody yet. And even if you've got your elevator pitch practice, even if you know the two or three people that you really want to a conversation going it can still be nerve-wracking but guess what with zoom or google hangouts or whatever you can have notes sitting next to you (laughs) and sometimes just having those sitting next to you does so much good for your soul for your brain for your heart it calms you down so that i just want to for those of us that give a little pushback we are sad that we're not getting to be in person with people there is some, definitely some bonuses to the Zoom networking, which means you've got notes next to you and you literally walk in and log on, what, four minutes before the, net, before the networking event versus <laughs> driving there and everything that, that, that takes place with that. So thank yes. you. I want to go back really quickly to the public relations. Yes. We talked briefly about networking. Mm -hmm. And or not briefly, you've definitely given us a lots of great information about networking and how to strategically do it. So within the, you would consider that networking falls underneath the umbrella of public relations. Is that a, is that a accurate analogy for you?
1: Yes. I would think so because public relations is about how you relate and communicate with your public. Okay. It's all about communicating and, you know, networking is a piece of the puzzle if you're serious about being in business you've got to get out and network at some point um some people can survive for months even years with no referrals and you know just word of mouth but at some point you know people are buying into you they've got to be able to get to know you Mm -hmm. so then the best way to do that is to network and and remember network is about building relationships Um, now there's, like I said, right way and a wrong way to do the networking. I've seen people go in and they've got a canned elevator pitch. Mm. They open up that can and it's the same thing every time, the same thing every time. And the cadence is the same. The words are the same. That tells me you aren't paying attention to me. It's, it's all about what you want to get out. Mm. You know, building that relationship, you know, networking for an introvert, I can find people. If I've talk to the people I need to talk to, I find people that like to talk, ask them a question or two about themselves, <laughs> ask them a question or two about their business, and boom, I'm sitting back and I'm learning. <laughs> so.
0: Great tip right there for introverts, okay? Everybody yeah. lean in on that. If you are networking and you're scared to death as an introvert, look for the talkers in the room. Sadly, Vicky, they'd be looking for me. Okay. Cause I'm a big talker and you're like, I'm going to let Rachel do all the work on this one. But like you said, you're still getting in front of somebody, you're learning about someone else's business and what you said was so on, was so on when you said there's a right way and there's a wrong way. I think the wrong way is what so many, what gives the bad connotation of networking. Mm-hmm. People do, they, they picture that guy in a cheesy business suit who walks in passing out his card and he's he's the only one talking in the conversation and he doesn't care about what anybody else is saying versus mm-hmm. the right way. Like what you're talking about is that you are trying to figure out what are the pain points of the people in this room mm-hmm. and how can my business mm-hmm. solve that pain point. So yeah. there's a right way and a wrong way. And we definitely want to, Eradicate the wrong way, (laughs) because it's it's a two way street. Really good networking is actually a two way street. Uh, Hey, really quickly, these are these are are, to me a little bit more of a fun question. What's your favorite part of being a business owner?
1: Um, I like being the boss. (laughs) Um, I like making the decisions as to what clients we're going to go after and how I want to cultivate my business. I'm a firm believer in research. Um, Yes, I have a marketing degree. Yes, I've had experience um, in a marketing department for an international company. However, you know, that was years and years and years ago. I want to be free to go and do research and to get more training and to dive into what I think my audience is looking for. So being the boss, I can decide to do that when it's time to make a pivot because we've been doing things a certain way for so long. And that's just the way things have been done. In a big company, you have to wait for someone else to tell you, all right, you can try to do something different. I can pivot when I'm ready to pivot. I can do what I want to do and I can choose the clients I want to work with. Some people are not ready. (laughs) And I can say with a smile, thank you, but we're going to pass on this opportunity (laughs) and just the freedom. If I want to take off an afternoon, I can take off an afternoon. If I want to wake up and work at 1am, I can do that. And nobody's going to tell me I can't do it. So just that freedom. I love the freedom.
0: Mm, Well said. (laughs) I know that spoke to the hearts of the listeners because that is honestly why most of us got into business is that we want the freedom of doing what it is that we love you know most of us do love what it is that we're doing so and that first line i just love being the boss yes <laughs> that's great Mickey. okay so we know with all good things there is also a downside so my next question what's the toughest part of being a business owner
1: it can be lonely sometimes mm. um you don't always have Co-workers to you know chit chat with and and even if you do have a team, which I have a team, I have employees, but you know they're looking to me. I have to bring in the clients. I have to keep um, you know keep the payroll going. Um, I like doing what I do. I love uh, marketing and branding and all of that, but I have to run the business. I have to pay the insurance on my office and on my equipment. If equipment goes down. I'm IT support. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I have to pay the licenses and all, all the fees and make sure everything is up to date. I have to deal with the accounting. <laughs> <which> I <hate. laughs> Of course I pay somebody to do that, but, but I still right. have to, so there, there are those things that aren't as pleasant. And you know, I don't get vacation. I don't, you know,
0: so. no, you, you really don't. Mm-hmm. There's also, a lot of listeners just now that bobbed their head when you said how lonely it is. And I think that's a great point. We're about to wrap it up, but that's a great point of why networking is so important because it does remind you that you're not in this thing alone and that even though you are technically wanting that conversation with somebody because you, you think that they can help grow your business and you can help grow their business, there is also a connection and camaraderie that you're seeking because it is lonely at the top. And you listed all of the nasty things, the license fees and the counting and all of the stuff that does make it very hard. And I also like what you said too. There was a, that even though you got into this gig for the marketing and that's your background Mm -hmm. as the business owner, you don't get to do as much of that. Right. because you're the leader of a business. And I think a lot of us don't recognize that, that that's basically two jobs. Yes. <laughs> two jobs,
1: Yeah, two
0: yeah. jobs. And so that, that's a great point. And sadly, a lot of people agreed with you just now when you said it's, it's lonely. It's lonely at the yeah. top. Vicki, thank you so much for talking today. I want you to tell the audience where they can find out more about the famous, the fabulous and famous yeah. <laughs> Vicki Morris and about your, your company, your business.
1: Okay. Our website, which we just redid, it's brand new. Lots of bells and whistles is, uh, wwwface to face marketingcom and face to face is all one word. We're also on Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and, uh, Instagram. So we post constantly on there, Face-to-Face Marketing, LLC on Facebook. Um, We have webinars on Zoom for Rise and for uh, Score. I host both of them. They're happening Thursday and Friday. So uh, (laughs) they're going to be great, great, great insight. And I welcome all of your listeners to, to join in. And one more thing that we've got going on, we're going to be offering classes, online courses to help small businesses, entrepreneurs, micro businesses, startups to get that marketing insight. Our first class is going to be uh, marketing and branding, uh, uh, entrepreneurs roadmap to creating your brand voice, your marketing strategy, and your communication plan. Mm. Um, it's It's very affordable and it is going to be jam packed with everything that you need to build that strategy that's going to uh, propel you to success in communicating your message to your target audience.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Because that, that's something that Vicki wanted to offer. She wants to make sure that every entrepreneur has the availability to to this information, whether you can, whether you can work with her business one-on-one or these courses. And then of course, like she said with Rise, on they simply go to the, your website to be become a member of Rise or to be a part of Rise, the networking group. Is that where they go as well, to your website? Well,
1: they don't have to go to the website. They get on the email list, look at us on um, on Facebook and just get access to the Zoom link. If you're on our email list, you got
0: an invite. <laughs> hey, and one other question too, Vicki. When do you think your course your first course, when do you think that's going to be published? Do you have a expected date?
1: Yes, we are anticipating um, an open date of December 1st, and we're going to start accepting early enrollment um, early November.
0: Okay, and so perfect, and this podcast is being recorded in the September of 2020, so in case anybody's listening to this post this year they'll they'll recognize too that that course is probably open and ready to go. Vicky I appreciate you and I I thank you for taking time with me today but not just time today time all those years ago to sit down and eat lunch with me. I really appreciate you Vicky is the epitome of someone who talks about networking and she lives it out as well. So she's not just talking about it, she's doing it. And I appreciate that too. So Vicky thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful day and I, I hope you come back.
1: Yes, Yes, I would love it. This has been great. It's always a pleasure talking with you, Rachel. This has been fun. And it's, you know, it doesn't take much to get me to talk about marketing and branding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye, Vicki. Bye. Hey, I'm back to do the podcast wrap up that I like to do after each episode. First of all, if you like this episode or this podcast in general, please take time to rate, or review it. You as a small business owner, you know the power of ratings and reviews. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do that and for, and for helping grow this podcast audience of other small business owners that are juggling so much. I want to get to that here in just a second in the wrap up. Also, if there's a topic that you really want to hear about, please shoot me an email at rachel at toengage.com. And give me that suggestion. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so let's talk about this wrap up. Vicky, like I said, is very passionate about marketing and specifically networking. So I love to hear her take on things and what she has done personally in order to help other small business owners be good at networking and to even have the opportunity. You know, she mentioned Score Alabama and Rise. That's her own networking community that she began. Both of those are free. So if you don't know where to start, I would suggest those two areas. Now to the takeaways from this episode. Takeaway number one for me was the word strategic Viki used that word multiple times in our conversation. And what she meant by that word is being very thoughtful and purposeful. So for example, when you join a group, understand why you are joining that group. If you are a seamstress, for instance, and you specialize in dresses for young girls, well, when you join a group, a Facebook group with other seamstresses, probably your first purpose in joining that group is to learn from them. You wanna learn tips and tricks of the trade. Now, as you learn from them and help them learn, what's going to slowly happen through that network is then they are going to start telling you about a photographer that they've used for different sessions, for different modeling sessions, or they're going to tell you about an accountant that they used that was great for helping them to understand the tax situation. Or you have a very, you have a seamstress with a very mature business. She knows exactly how many hours that she wants to work. She knows exactly how many clients that she can take on at one time. And so a client emails her and says, oh my gosh, I loved so much the dress that you made for me last April. I would love for you to make one for my daughter. And that seamstress emails her back and said, hey, I'm not really your gal, but so and so and so and so in my Facebook group specializes in children's dresses. I think she'll be perfect for you. Let me let me get her email for you. That's another example of how networking inside of a group that's your niche may work out. Now, on the other hand, there's another way that you can strategically or thoughtfully join groups, and that's by working outside your niche. It's very important that you do talk to and communicate with other people that don't do exactly what you do. Because in the long run, some of those people are your future clients or can be your future clients if they learn about what you do and you're able to offer something of good to them and who knows you they may offer something really good for you as well so there's another way that you may network so if we were talking about the seamstress she would she might want to join um, a Facebook group with other mompreneurs so why she joins that group her number one purpose there is to make sure that these other mompreneurs who own a business know that she's also in business of making handmade dresses. And in doing so, she has situated herself inside a group of moms. Guess what? Who are going to be interested in dresses for their daughter. But by doing so, she's also putting herself around other business owners. So she can still be learning. Just a very simple example of strategic. And strategic means being very thoughtful and purposeful, not just joining a group because I don't know, whatever, somebody asked me to. Honestly, you may do that, but there's going to come a time in your business that you do not have time for that. You want to have a reason for the groups that you are involved in. There we go. Strategic, thoughtful, and purposeful when you network. Takeaway number two. Oh, she hit the nail on the head when I asked Vicki, what's one of the toughest things about being a business owner? And she said, it's lonely. I think that that is why things like this podcast are so important for us business owners, because we get into our offices, we get surrounded by all the boxes that we're trying to ship out, or our computer is driving us crazy, or our emails are blowing up. And it may be midnight or it may be 4 a.m. Or heck, it could be in the middle of lunch, but you're not getting to eat lunch because you're handling this fire that just happened. And you are literally having to answer this customer in order to keep them from going crazy on you. So that's what it feels like to be a business owner. And that is lonely, even if you're surrounded by lots of people. And to that I say, keep talking to your fellow business owners that's why networking is so key that's why things like this podcast are so important in our lives is because we realize we're not the only ones going through this we can have our little pity party for ourselves and then we can pull ourselves back up and get to the business of business because it is lonely but if we network it doesn't have to be as lonely. Takeaway number three, and I want to end the podcast with this, is network networking is truly about connections. We have this sleazy view of networking. I honestly don't care what you call it, but it really is about connecting. It is about forming friendships. It is about helping somebody else further their business. And in doing so, if you do that enough, you, your business will most definitely grow because you connected with another human. And Vicky talked about that. I told you the story about Vicky being my very first quote unquote networking lunch. And in the end, I found out it was really us just sitting over lunch And talking like two moms and I was asking her business questions like how did you get started how did you juggle it and it was relieving it was refreshing but it was about connecting with another mom who just happened to be in business so ultimately networking is about connection and as I started this podcast off by saying that this is an important topic to me because Social media is what's talked about over and over and over again. And as I said at the beginning of this podcast as well, it is important. I'm not downplaying social media, but I'm also saying that that's not the only way for us to grow. It's the exact same situation as with our diet. If we only eat broccoli, even though that's healthy, if we only eat broccoli, then we are leaving out other key components that are going to make our body healthy. Networking and looking at networking as how do you put yourself out there in public is an important component of marketing, just as social media is. Social media is not the only form of marketing though. There I go. I'm going to get off of my soapbox now. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope this podcast... Uh, meant something to you, that you learned something from it. And I hope that you'll listen next week. Okay.